listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on into episode number 160. There are some big shows in the area this weekend, including Rocket Pro Wrestling and POW Entertainment. We also have AEW Revolution with MJF defending his AEW World Championship against Brian Danielson in a 60-minute Ironman match. Plus, we welcome back to the show our friend and multi-time guest. He's returning to talk about his career on the rise. He's the SSW Tag Team Champion a regular at Warrior Wrestling, GLCW, and Second Wrestling. He's the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross. And you'll get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion and your freelance underground independent champion. And you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Let's get into the weekend ahead for professional wrestling, starting with AEW's Revolution. That's Sunday night, March the 5th, at the Chase Center in San Francisco, the home of the Golden State Warriors. You can catch this show on pay-per-view or Bleacher Report. And the matches so far that have been announced, we have the AEW World Championship Ironman match, the champion MJF, Defends against Brian Danielson. 60 minutes Iron Man match. And this is going to be absolutely phenomenal. The stories that can be told in a 60 minute Iron Man match. Especially with talents like MJF and Brian Danielson. This is a dream style match for Brian Danielson. He's a guy who's known as the wrestler's wrestler. With his strikes, with his technical ability. And MJF as the consummate heel this should be a terrific match and let's hope aew can deliver with this one for your aew tag team championship the guns colton and austin defend in a four-way match against the acclaimed jeff jarrett and jay lethal and a fourth team to be determined on this week's aew dynamite and then we have the aew world trios championship and this should be a lot of fun we have the elite of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega defending the Trios Championships against the House of Black. That's Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King. This could be the match of the night depending on how you feel about certain things. It's the Texas Death Match 
with two former AEW World Champions in John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page. You just know AEW is going to go the blood route in this match because they seem to always do it with Moxley and they seem to always do it with matches like this at their pay-per-views. I think these two can tell a great story with or without blood and the whole Moxley bleeding in every match thing is kind of getting old and John Moxley can tell a story without having to bleed in every match. And although this is a Texas death match, I will give him that. And expect to see blood in this match. And this is a type of match you want to probably see blood. At the same time, is it always necessary? I mean, with Moxley becomes overtaxed with the blood in a lot of his big matches. This one actually makes sense. Maybe some of the others did not in the past. But you had the storyline coming in with Moxley and the Blackpool Combat Club and the Hangman Page Dark Order dynamic. So will you see any of those components come to life in this match? But I think these two themselves can carry this into a really good match. And then we have the AEW TNT Championship match. The King of Television, Samoa Joe, defends the title against Wardlow, who's cleaned himself up. He's recovered from being banged up. This should be a lot of fun. I really love to see Wardlow win this match. And I got to know Wardlow a little bit at Warrior Wrestling during some of their earlier shows a few years ago. And... Wardlow seems like a terrific guy outside the ring. He's a guy inside the ring that fans can really get behind. He's got a cool look. He's got the Powerbomb Symphony. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and pick Wardlow to be your new TNT champion. AEW World Women's Championship. We have the champion, Jamie Hayter, defending against Soraya and Ruby Soho. That match actually should be interesting and a lot of fun given some of the interplay with Ruby against Soraya's side, against Jamie Hayter's side. Is Ruby with the old WWE people of Soraya and Tony Storm, or is she more at AEW now with people like Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, and the like? So will we see her having to, quote, pick a side at some point in this match, or just the hell of it, it's everyone for herself, and maybe that's Ruby Soho's way into winning the championship but I'm thinking Jamie Hayter will probably retain here. And then we have the grudge match of Chris Jericho of the Jericho Appreciation Society against Ricky Starks, who has been on fire over the last couple of months in AEW. He's a full-on babyface now. He's got the fans' approval. He's got that rock-like look to him, even though he denies that he was a fan of the rock in media, which I find very hard to believe just by the way he looks and the way he sounds. This ought to be fun. I think Ricky Starks is going to go over in this one, as Jericho has been very, very giving in his AEW tenure, and I expect that not to be any different in this scenario. All right, let's back up a step or two and take a look at last weekend. Saturday, February the 25th, we had Southland Championship Wrestling's Rockin' Wrestling down at Steam Hollow Brewing in Mantino, Illinois, and here's some highlights I've gleaned off of Facebook and other sources. The JPH James Creed feud rages on as JPH attacks Creed after the show outside the venue, and this is going to lead to a coffin match at March's SCW show on March 25th, and this rivalry has been intense. These are two great wrestlers, but they seem to be having a blood feud here, and I see no different when they get back in the ring on the 25th. 
We also like to extend congratulations to VJ Price and El Dorado on winning the SCW Tag Team Championships. That ought to provide some more clarity to the SCW Tag Team Division. And finally, friend of the show and former Windy City Slam podcast guest, Hawaiian hitman Koa Laksamana went through an absolute war with Irish car bomb Sean Mulligan in an SCW Genesis Championship match. Mulligan retains the title, but Koa claims his shoulder was not down for the count of three. Koa had his video on Facebook the other night, ends up with a black eye and bruising around his eye on his head after a kick from Mulligan to the face, and wow. He also injured his elbow during the match, and Koa looked a little worse for wear from this one, but the guy's tough, and he expects to get a rematch next month with Sean Mulligan for that Genesis Championship. Stay tuned for that. And also this past Saturday night at Circle B Recreation in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, we had Great Lakes Championship Wrestling with special guest X-Pac, the WWE Hall of Famer. And here are some quick results courtesy of Jordan Cross. We had Freya the Slayer defeat Crystal Carmichael. De Niro defeats Ragnar. And then Jordan Cross and TW3 knocked off Aaron Arsenal and Will Emery. GLCW champion Backwoods Brown defeated Jay Cash. Craigslist defeated Marche Rocket. And then in tag team action, Psycho Boy Fodder, Drew Hernandez, and Angelina Love originally defeated Tiffany Dievas, Fanny Pack Kid, Cal Hero, and Tony Gunn. However, the decision was reversed. Thanks once again to Jordan Cross for those results, and we'll hear from Jordan in just a few minutes. Alright, coming up this weekend, looking at the schedule, we have Pro Wrestling Extreme, the recently rebranded PWX Power Hour at North Point Arena on Thursday night. And then Friday night, up north of the border, Fourth Wall Wrestling presents Happy Green Kids at La Pica Lounge in Milwaukee. Saturday night, we have Zawa Lives. I gotta get out to one of these shows sometime at the Moose Lodge in Sterling. Yes, that's actually the title of the show. That's not me saying I have to get out to one of these shows at some point, which I probably should because they have an entertaining product over there. And then, also Saturday night, March the 4th, we have True Privilege Wrestling's Tough Luck at the Maywood Park District. And Saturday night, March the 4th, Premier Pro Wrestling is back in Woodstock for their weekly taping. And Saturday night, March the 4th, we have Northland Pro's Premonition, 240 North Throop in Woodstock. A couple of the matches that have been announced so far, we have a Flaming Tables match between Cypher and Cody James. Now, this is going to be really crazy. Flaming Tables match. Wow. And then we have a two out of three falls encounter between Jay Cross and Jack Carpenter. And then the Northland Pro champion Eric Schultz will be there, along with Metalhead, Alpha Zeta Zeta, and much more. Now on to the two big shows coming up this Saturday. Saturday night, March the 4th, Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Shamrock Showdown, St. Joseph Park in Joliet, Illinois. And I got a chance to say hi to Rocket Pro owner Bill Shelley over the past week. He was working the St. Joe's Fish Fry over at the facility, and it was great to see him. And he's very excited for the next few months of Rocket Pro Wrestling as this season comes to a close in May. Getting to the card, we will have Rion Skills 
in a special segment to explain his attack on RPW Intercounty Champion Maximus Orion back at Cupid's Carnage. And then the Fatal 4-Way match, and this ought to be a lot of fun, a lot of great talent in this match. We have Eric Schultz, Shaq Jordan, Axel Rico, and the Ryan Matthews of The Undeniable. And the Noko Saga continues with Joey Blues, along with Brian Crazer and Davis's Sarai in his corner, taking on DC Shaw with Trevon Wolf in his corner. RPW Outer Limits Championship, Flash Harris with Joey Roth and Roxy Hart challenge the King of the North, the champion, Gunner Brave. And like I've said on this show before, Gunner Brave has been on an absolute roll locally as of late. And I don't see him being stopped here. He's going to keep rolling. And in a match where if Damian DeShane wins, those damn Coyotes will get another tag team title shot. We have Rockstar Johnny Nye, one half of the Rocket Pro Tag Team Champions, along with Joey Roth and Roxy Hart of the Fabulous Idols, taking on Damian DeShane. And then we have Buck Nasty, Bucky Collins, taking on old evil Christian Rose, the former RPW champion, in a grudge match. And this is a story that's been going on for several months now at Rocket Pro, where Bucky Collins was the mysterious mask-slash-hooded figure attacking Christian Rose at a couple of different shows, and now it's coming to a head when they go one-on-one. And then we have Kevin Cade and Damian Gray of the Fabulous Idols with Joey and Roxy, taking on Hot Rod Daddy Andy with Cactus Rack at his side and the Amazing Turtle. And in another tag team match, we have Youth Gone Wild, Tommy Heisman and Matt Creed with Rat J Flywheel, taking on the United Final Level with Shogun Chris Logan and All Day Marche Rocket. And in one of your main events, yes, this was actually advertised as one of the main events, Ruthless Rockin' Rivera versus former RPW general manager Jay Beck the Paycheck. So what does Rocket Pro GM Damien Sane have up his sleeve here? Hmm. Probably no good. And then in your main event, and this should be terrific, the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship, Joey Jet Avalon comes from Wisconsin with Sierra at his side, challenging the champion sexy violence Quinn Wittick of the undeniable for that championship and while I would love to see Joey go over and win the Rocket Pro title I don't see Quinn Wittick taking the L here and I think Quinn retains the title in a hellacious match and again the undeniable Quinn Wittick Damian Saint um there's gonna be a lot of shenanigans here stay tuned for that And then, also, the other big show of the weekend, Saturday night, March the 4th, POW Entertainment presents Slamfest at the American Legion Post 703, the Drop Zone Bar, up in Fox Lake. We have for the POW Championship, Bearded Bruiser Max Holiday defends against Hunter Payne. POW Midwest Championship, Kazile defends against his real-life father, Trevor Blanchard. This should be crazy. And then we have the POW Tag Team Championships. The recently recrowned Bad Ombre Cartel, Xavier DeFaust and Ruthless Ramon, with Sexy Sandra D at their side, defend against the Irish Bob Army. That's Medix O'Bannon and Kevin O'Reilly. It's your boy, Mason Perks, takes on Tommy McCobb. 
And then in another tag team match, we have the Bone Daddies, Moondog Murray and Trog the Caveman against the Bruiser Mass Index of Mike Idol and Jamie Race. Yet another tag team match features the former POW Entertainment Tag Team Champions, Revolution, Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom, facing Rotten to the Core, that's Scott Spade and Tiny, along with Mistress Misery at their side. Plus, you're going to get the hot seat with Nicholas H., with Mateo Valentine and Acid Jazz as special guests, and also in action at this show, Sean Priest, Chuck's Deluxe, and more. Alright, coming up in mere moments, friend of the show, multiple time guest, SSW Tag Team Champion, Warrior Wrestling and GLCW Regular, he's the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, Maven, former WWE Superstar, Season 1 Tough Enough winner. Make sure you catch Windy City Slam podcast wherever podcasts are available. Windy City Slam, check it out. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. And our special guest, he's a friend of the show, multi-time guest, and he's returning to talk about his career on the rise. SSW Tag Team Champion, a regular at Warrior Wrestling, GLCW, and now Second Wrestling. He's the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross. Jordan, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me back. Happy to be here for my fourth time. I believe it is number four, yeah. Second time by yourself, and the other two times you were with Dave Rydell and your cousin, Sam Crane. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I forgot. That I did it with Rydell, too. All right. We're going to start off talking a little bit about SSW's Horsepower Show. That's Friday night, March the 10th at Mahone Middle School in Kenosha. This is a fundraiser for the school, for the kids. And Jordan Cross, you're going to have a rematch with a guy that has tortured you over the past few months, almost stalking you to the point of a crazy horror movie villain. And now you defeated EC3 at Warrior Wrestling the first time around. And now you're on your home turf at SSW. So does that make things any easier for you? Um, honestly, I, I don't know if that makes it easier or if the, the stakes are just that much higher, knowing that I have to prove myself again in front of my friends and family. At Warrior Wrestling, obviously, the, the conditions of my victory were not typical. People are saying that it was a fluke, that it was luck. I saw one guy online very mad saying that it shouldn't have happened. So, you know, it's just... I know what I need to do to beat him. I know 
now after being in the ring with him, what some of his strengths, what some of his weaknesses are, and uh, I know what it takes to get the job done. So we're just going to have to repeat that back here in Kenosha. And now that the SSW show last October, you started out wrestling your cousin Salem Crane, and then that became a tag team title match against your father, Ryan Cross, and Dr. Jeff Luxon, and then you guys end up winning the titles. I remember getting instant reaction from you that night, but now looking at it nearly five months later, has it really sunk in that you won that championship and yet you beat your dad to do so? It, it's honestly surreal. It feels like it's like another timeline, like just the fact that how much family was in that match. I would say no, it really hasn't sunk in, but it's still an honor all the same to have uh, beaten my dad for it and won it with my cousin. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, SSW, that's uh, obviously your father's company and done some great shows, and you've worked many of those shows, including one match with Bushwhacker Luke and a six-man tag, and you're just a staple of Southeast Wisconsin wrestling, which is really awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Those are kind of words. Um, SSW is definitely my home. That's where I started going to wrestling shows, seeing wrestling for the first time, seeing guys that my dad would wrestle, becoming friends with them, now wrestling them. It's just really a cool transition to see and experience. Recently, you started working for Second Wrestling and have done a couple of their shows. So how did you and Rabbi Jeremy find end up getting together? There was like a, a fan vote on social media to see who you would want in their 11-star battle royal. And I won that fan vote somehow. I don't even know if I was an option. But Rabbi Fine reached out to me. We, uh, I was, made my first appearance in their Rumble. Unsuccessfully, unfortunately. But I was in the Final Four, so I guess that it counts for something. But uh, we talked. He had me back for this last show. And I hope to be back in the future. It was a lot of fun. And uh, unfortunately, Jackson Larkin kind of got the best of you in that triple threat match that also included David Ali back on February the 19th. So what has your experience been like dealing with the second wrestling folks and then the environment of their shows? The environment, it feels different than a lot of other shows. It's very kid-centric. It feels a lot more intimate. The environment's just really cool. The building is very cool. And the locker room is just absolutely great. There's a great variety of people a different cast than the usual area crew it's been my first place meeting and seeing and interacting with a lot of people so i really enjoyed the just the whole ambiance of second wrestling now the last year or two and this has been an amazing last year or two for you you worked really hard to get into a great position working regularly for an elite company such as warrior wrestling as well as being a regular at glcw and as we mentioned second wrestling so who has been your biggest influence over the last year or so in your growth in the business? That's a really good question. So I'd say there's a, there's definitely a few different influences in a few different ways. My start with Warrior Wrestling really came from me just helping out, helping set up the ring, taking people back and forth from the airport and back until Principal Steve was kind enough to give me an opportunity on a couple of pre-show matches. I would say that those went well considering where I ended up and I was given my shot on the main roster which i've taken the ball and ran with in my opinion but there's been a lot of heavy influences my dad obviously is going to be one of them i didn't really know who or what a jordan cross was going into the back half of 2021 we had a long talk we figured stuff out we started exploring some different things and that's where the punk rock prince was really born and i don't think that the punk rock prince really even knew who he was until the early part of 2022 which I give a lot of that credit to Tony Gunn of OVW. He really helped propel me 
into the next level of where I needed to be as a wrestler backstage and in the ring. So between him, my dad, and then just studying a lot of different wrestlers lately, my favorites have been uh, the Motor City Machine Guns I'm heavily influenced by. And I think those ones are kind of self-explanatory if you look at me and my character. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's just a, like the people that I've interacted with lately have just everyone is so on top of their stuff and they're so good at what they do that it forces you to bring out something in yourself. And I think that that's kind of what I've done, especially with this last match with Carlos Romo. Mm-hmm. I think he really brought something out in me that I didn't even know I had inside. And now my job is to keep that going. It's funny, you kind of mentioned pretty much everything in my next question about warrior wrestling, being a gopher, driving people back and forth, backstage help, and everything else. And now you have the main roster spot where you've had recent victories over both EC3 and Carlos Romo. So explain to me a little bit what your storyline is in Warrior, uh, being the lucky punk, so to speak. Yeah, so in my main roster debut against Sam Beal, uh, I found a quarter on the way to the ring. I flipped it and that inevitably became my lucky coin, uh, which I would, I'm not pleased to say that I used that to win against Sam Beal or EC3, but you know, you, you do what it takes to win. And at Warrior Wrestling, I really needed to prove myself with a victory. And that's, I had that lucky coin with me and I used it to beat Sam Beal and EC3. Like I said, in the video leading up to this match with Carlos, I did not want people to think that I'm only here because of luck. That's why I did not use that quarter. I did not even bring it to the ring with me. If, for anyone that saw that match, they would know that we headbutted each other very hard and I just happened to land on top of Carlos, earning the victory. Some people are saying it was luck again. I would like to think it was just that I withheld and didn't get as knocked out by that headbutt as him. But yeah, you, you know, if someone's got to be lucky, I'm glad it's me. Yeah. I was going to actually ask you until you said you didn't flip the coin and didn't use the coin before the Carlos Romo match, whether or not you flip it before every match for Warrior Wrestling, kind of like Two-Face in the Batman movies. Um, That coin has just kind of become synonymous with me at Warrior Wrestling. It's always on me. It is commonly in my wrist tape. People don't know that. I keep that coin with me always. But this time I I prided myself on not needing it going into the match, but it, it was with me, but I did not need to use it. Would I have? Who knows? We'll never know. But that coin is definitely, it's going to be with me at Warrior Wrestling for a long time. And then you, we talked a little bit before we went on the air about your match with Carlos Romo a little bit and how you guys just beat the crap out of each other. Now, uh, you were saying that he's really snug and stiff. <laughs> I, I don't like the negative connotation that comes with the word stiff. Mm-hmm. Carlos is not afraid to hit, which is something that I think a lot of wrestlers can appreciate. He hits very hard, and I think I responded to that quite well. And you know what? We both were fighting to win, and that's what wrestling is. It's a fight Mm -hmm. to win, and that's exactly what Carlos did. So I have nothing but the utmost respect for Carlos. It kind of reminds me a little bit, too, of another guy who's a well-respected veteran. We've already uh, mentioned his name at some point. Uh, I know before the show or during the show, Vic Capri is another guy that you want to hit hard, and he wants to hit you hard just because he wants to make it feel authentic. Uh, there, you have no choice but to feel authentic when you're in the ring with Vic Capri. As a victim of Vic Capri in the past, yes, he hits very hard and he takes what he does seriously, and that's what wrestling needs. Indeed, yeah. I always like watching his stuff. And actually, one of my favorite matches that I ever shot 
was at the Berlin Eagles Club, Vic Capri against Trevor Outlaw. And those two just knew how to tell a story with the physicality, with Trevor's tactics, with, with everything. And it was one of the better matches that I've covered in four and a half years at Windy City Slam. And Vic Capri is a pro's pro, and he makes everybody look good. Vic Capri is the man. That is, without saying, he is one of the best. Mm-hmm. And as you progressed, you've got some experience in AEW Dark recently, including a tag team match with Joey Jet Avalon. So what's that experience been like for you? Honestly, it's surreal because the last show that I attended as a fan before starting wrestling training was All In. So to four years later, be on the stage of All Out backstage doing extra work four years almost to the day later in the same building that I sat in a seat of to watch. That's just something that is very cool to me personally. And just the experience of being at AEW, it's so much different and you can't experience it without experiencing it. Everyone there is a real pro. They take care of you. And it's just a surreal experience going to the store and seeing an action figure of someone I've wrestled like Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs mind-blowing experience and you actually made unofficial appearance on the all-out pre-show this past year want to tell me a little bit about that (laughs) yep that is true during the kip sabian and Pac match if you look during kip sabian's entrance there's two men in suits with boxes on their heads and i uh, no one's ever seen me and the blue suited box head in the same room but we do have a striking similarity interesting (laughs) and just thinking about your career and looking at what you've done the last few years and looking at what Cal Hero has done the last few years it's amazing to see the one time princes of the universe progress the way you both have yeah we actually took a photo not too long ago and did a side-by-side of our first promo picture together in May of 2019 versus what we look like doing our single stuff in January of 2023 and it, it almost looks like like the light side and the dark side. Like he's all bright and vibrant. I'm the dark palette of colors. But we both stayed true to who we were, him being the fanny pack kid, but listening to wham, jitterbugging all over the place. That is who Cal Hero is outside of wrestling too. Me being the punk rock prince on a Thursday night at the port in Kenosha, Wisconsin, you can see me jamming to my favorite bands. We stayed true to who we were and we did not change that for anything. And I think that's what makes us both special. It's so awesome to see the progression over the last few years. And both of you guys are doing a stupendous job. Thank you. And once again, Jordan Cross will be wrestling former Impact Wrestling World Champion and former WWE Superstar EC3 on SSW's Horsepower. And that's live in Kenosha on Friday night, March the 10th at Mahone Middle School and a fundraiser for the school and the kids. So the talent on this show is a who's who, including an appearance from former WWE superstar Doug Basham. SSW champion John Fate makes his return. And then we have the aforementioned Ice Pig Vic Capri, Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero, Ryan Cross, I think you know that guy, Dave Rydell, one of your uncles in the business, Psycho Boy Fodder, the Mayan Mauler Drew Hernandez, TW3, and the heroes of our time, the tag team of Mason Conrad and Joey Marks. So, Jordan, tell people what they need to do to make it out to SSW Horsepower and how they can get tickets. Horsepower, like you said, is a fundraiser for the students of Mahone Middle School. Uh, It's a great cause. It's going to be a great show, like you said. 
me and EC3 in the main event. I don't know if this has been announced, but I'll go ahead and break the news here. TW3 versus Psycho Boy Fodder is uh, another match on the card that'll definitely stand out. The contrast, Psycho Boy Fodder's a hard-hitting dude. TW3 is uh, a hard-kicking guy. So we'll see. That's going to be a nice contrast. Like you said, Vic Capri, Dave Rydell, John Fate, heroes of our time. Lots of great talent on the show. Uh, to get tickets, you can go to www.snssupershow.com. Tickets are available there. Otherwise, go to Sports and Signings on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Or you can go to my social media at The Jordan Cross, and it's plastered all over. And lest I forget, CBS 58 Milwaukee news anchor Mike Kirkhoff will also be at the show. And as he revealed on the podcast last week, he will be teaming up with the Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero. So that should be a lot of fun as well. Iron Mike is, uh, he's a whole other animal. That man trained so hard for his matches that I think nobody in the locker room had a choice but to respect him. And he has all my respect. He did everything the way that I would say is the right way to do it. And he's really proven himself. He is getting better about every time he steps in the ring, he gets better. And it's very, very cool to see someone that's that passionate about something when they already have something else. Like he is literally a, a Emmy nominated news anchor doing this because he loves it. And that's something that I think all of us need to respect. Mike's a great guy. And I'm, I know he's looking forward to the show. It's really cool about how serious he takes it. I mean, there's celebrities that may not take it all that seriously. And there's others that are, you know, we've seen a few in recently in WWE, like bad bunny, Logan Paul, they actually looked the part and Mike Krokov's yep. doing his job to do the same thing. Uh, for Mike to get a personal trainer just so he looks the part is something that is absolutely insane in a good way to me and I'm sure others because some people that wrestle regularly don't do that. And Mike, he looks the part, he acts the part, and he really carries himself well in a professional wrestling environment. All right, Jordan, before we let you go, go ahead and let people know what your social media is, what merchandise you have, and any upcoming events you have. All right, so social media. All of it is at the Jordan Cross Pro Wrestling Tea Store. All of my social media has uh, links in the bios to all of my other social media and my merchandise. So it's pretty easy to find. And then upcoming events, I have SSW's Horsepower. And then in March, I also have Warrior Wrestling in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I believe that's the 25th of March. And then some exciting stuff coming up in April that I don't think has been announced yet. All right, Jordan, thanks for coming on. And I tell you right now, you've really come a long way from cosplaying wrestlers and playing action figures when I first met you a few years ago. <laughs> and now you're on the verge of something special, perhaps sooner than later. And once again, thank you for coming on Windy City Slam Podcast. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you having me. Always a fun conversation with the young and upcoming rising star, Jordan Cross, the punk rock prince. Look out for him in Illinois, Wisconsin, and hopefully very soon at points beyond. I love Jordan. He's a great athlete, great kid, great head on his shoulders. He does everything he has to do behind the scenes to get his opportunities, and he's much deserving of whatever he gets. And 
Very excited for the upcoming SSW Horsepower Show at Mahone Middle School coming up on March the 10th. All right, next week, we're going to recap local events such as Rocket Pro and POW Entertainment, plus AEW's Revolution, and we welcome on the show our special guests, one of the hottest tag teams in the Midwest, freelance underground tag team champions, one-man dynasty Darius Luttrell, and Prince 100, Coda Hernandez, pick and pop. And they'll be here next week right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.